This is Cultivate a Good Life, episode 36. Be smart with social media. Welcome back. We are so excited you are here with us today. Mm-hmm. We are really excited to discuss what we have prepared to talk about today, which yes. is social media. Mm-hmm. But first, I can't let this go unmentioned. What? We are down to like the last two or three school days of the year. At the time of recording, that is where we are. That's right. That's what's happening. Yeah. Are you finding it hard to get your children out the door dressed? Because mine are like right now, yes. eating whatever. Caroline brought Ritz crackers to lunch the other day. Oh, bless her. Ritz crackers. <laughs> She's going to be fine. Have you ever seen that article about like the mom who poops out by May? And it shows a comparison of like no. beginning of the school year mom and end of the school oh, year mom. Oh, yeah. I am firmly in the end of the school year mm-hmm. mom place right now. Yeah, it's rough. It can be hard. Everyone's feeling a little trunky, but also we know what's on the other side of it. So it's fine. We Which know. Is endless days of glory. Oh, I know. And rest and so fun with my exciting. kids. I love summer. It's so yeah. fun to just be with my kiddos. Agree. All right, moving on. Yes. We hope that this is an episode that you might even want to share with your teenagers or hope, hopefully it'll open a dialogue between you and your children and also will be something you can consider uh, when you're thinking about how social media is playing into your life. But first, we wanted to uh, share a review with you. Oh my goodness, they mean so much to us. Okay, this one comes from Best, no, LDS Kathleen. Kathleen. Um, She says, these girls are a riot. I love listening to their podcasts because they are always uplifting. I feel encouraged and like I can conquer the world after listening to them. They are real about their struggles, but they don't complain about life. They help you find positive ways to make meaningful changes. I have so enjoyed this little nugget of loving friendship and kinship I feel whenever listening. Keep up the great work, ladies. Oh, I love that review. Really sweet. And that's really the love and the light that we feel every time that we record together is we feel like this is just a good place, a safe place, an encouraging place. And that's what we hope each of you feel. And we really do appreciate the reviews that are left on iTunes. Um, you know, Becky, you said at one point that you read them at night when you might have a day of discouragement <laughs> Yes, and it's like your bedtime story. It really does mean a lot to us. And aside from that personal meaningfulness, it really helps the podcast to reach more people. The more reviews we have and the more ratings we have, the more people can find it because they see that eyes and ears are on this podcast. So thank you times a million for sharing about Cultivate a Good Life. Now let's hear a quick word from this week's sponsor. It is our first week of summer vacation here in AZ, which means a lot of fun in the sun with our kids. Protecting my skin from skin damaging UV rays is a must, but I really hate using products that don't work with my makeup routine or that are just really heavy. And let's be honest, makeup in the summer is a challenge for me too. So I was elated to find one product that both protected me from the sun's harsh rays and the age spots and also gave me the even skin tone I'm always looking for while feeling like I'm not wearing anything at all. Shine Cosmetics BB Cream is a favorite for both of us for sure. It has a light buildable coverage that dries to a velvety matte finish and lasts all dang day no matter what I'm doing with my kids. It evens out my skin tone and keeps me looking and feeling my best about my skin in the summer. For my makeup routine, I use Shine Cosmetics BB Cream, some simple bronzer, and my favorite shine lip gloss in the color Admired. That's it. It's simple and doable and most importantly, protects my skin. All right, guys, head on over to shinecosmetics.com and order some BB cream samples for under $2 so that you can find the color that is perfect for you. Check out the bronzer and the lip gloss that BP was talking about and get your low-key summer makeup routine dialed in so that you're looking and feeling good all summer long. And be sure that you use the code Becky to get 10% off your total purchase. Okay, here we go. Social media. Oh, just the sound of it when I think about it in regards to my children induces like waves of unsurety and nausea. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to. Well, it really doesn't anymore. But seriously, it used to like 
Because it's something we really can't ignore. Mm -hmm. And before like any kids whose parents are having them listen to this run out of the room, Mm -hmm. it really is not, Becky, in my opinion, that social media is bad. Correct. And I don't even think it's something that we can realistically eliminate from our lives altogether. Right. Nor should we. If we're not using it ourselves, it's a part of society. It's a part of our culture. And it probably will be at some point a part of your life if it isn't at this point. So we understand that our listening audience and you guys here in the community are, for the most part, your women. Um, Many of you are mothers. And so we are sharing this message about social media um, from the vantage point of being mothers who, of course, are concerned for our kids and want to protect them. But really, if I can be honest, this message is for you. It's for you and your use of social media, as, of course, we all know that we model our use of social media and everything in our life for our children, true or false. Totally true. Right. And the social media is a new thing for all of us, right? Like yeah, it's obviously we didn't have social media in high school. So as mm-hmm. I'm kind of figuring out a good system and good parameters in my life with social media, and I actually really enjoy social media. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a tool that can be used to share so much goodness, Totally, but I have to have parameters in place to make sure I don't get sucked down Absolutely. the rabbit hole. And that's the whole point of why we both felt like this was such an important and exciting and wonderful thing to be talking about here on the podcast. So our whole message is really centered on being smart with social media. Now, smart means being smart, like we all understand it to me, but it also is in this context, an acronym. So you will understand as we get talking that S-M-A-R-N-T all stand for something that helps each of us to remember what that really means to be smart with our social media. And one thing that I think would be really important to kick off with and just kind of reiterate for all of us to remember is that this conversation isn't about how social media is the reason for all of the world's problems today. Um, Our message isn't one of fear or shame. Um, There is, as Becky was alluding to, there's so much negativity around social media. We all know that. We acknowledge that. And we are here to, um, I think, share the contrasting message that social media can be absolutely powerful and wonderful if we are smart about it. So just as with every podcast you listen to, every book you read, every class you take, everything that we're sharing is that's fine. And there's going to be some good stuff that we share. But really what's more important is is that as you listen, you're going to probably feel things on a very individual basis. And it could be related to something that we say or not. And I think that that is of everything that you always, anything that you listen to, that's the most important thing that really matters is what do you feel is specific for you? What do you want to pull from this? What does it maybe encourage you to start doing or stop doing with social media? That is the important part. And and like we said too, we hope that this SMART acronym can be a discussion uh, you have with yourself, with your spouse, with your children, with whatever sphere mm-hmm. of influence you have. And let's be honest, a good acronym is so effective in parenting. Yeah, absolutely. Because once my kids know what the acronym means, I can be like, are you being smart? Ooh, and give them the look at the same time. Give them like an intense look. I, I and they the know look. exactly what I'm... <laughs> and my husband I will like do the it. same thing to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. Well, we all need to keep ourselves in check, right? That's right. Like I said, I'm acknowledging, we are acknowledging that... Most of you listening are grown women, most of you, okay? And so these reminders are just as much for Becky and I as they are for you, as they are for all of our children and our spouses, and this is for everybody, okay? So let's just dive in. Is that cool? Let's do it. All right, S-M-A-R-T. Let's start with the S. Oh, do you know what, actually? Sorry, I have to say one more disclaimer. Again, for our, like, young friends, Mm -hmm. if they're listening, because I know my my kids actually listen to the podcast. It's kind of cute. Um. Also, I don't want you to be afraid because we are not, like we said, we're not saying that social media is bad. And I just want to acknowledge on behalf of parents around the world, we understand that the world you're growing up in is so much different than the world that we Mm -hmm. grew up in. And I think sometimes as parents will be like, yes, I know you're feeling that way. I once was in high school too. I've been through that too. But I think for a minute as parents, we need to stop and acknowledge our kids and their social order at school and the fact that they cannot really escape from it um, is something that's totally different and warrants almost an entirely set of an entirely new set of parameters and just work that needs to be done. And so kids, we get it. We get it. It's not the same. We get it. 
That's yes. true. Yep. Some of the things that, that you are experiencing now, we absolutely did experience growing up, but mm-hmm. in terms of other things like social media and a lot of technologically based things in society, no, we don't. We, we don't had know. buggies and carriages and no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> my, my little daughter no asked me that the other day. She said, mom, was everything in black and white Aww. when you were a kid? And then I cried. No, you did, you took no offense if that came from No, Caroline's I laughed mouth. actually. It did. It came from Caroline's mouth, oh, yes. Shocking. Yeah. yeah. No crew likes to make jokes about how old I am t- sometimes too. And I actually <laughs> just think it's the most precious thing ever. So it is. <laughs> All right. The S, my friends, shares uh, or stands for share goodness. Now, this is pretty straightforward, but I cannot and Becky cannot emphasize enough how meaningfully um, you can do this. Sharing goodness is personal. You make that mean whatever you need it to mean. Okay. But what's really important here to remember is that whether you have a personal account with 10 followers, or you have a more public account with 10,000 or 10 million followers, your voice and the way that you share on social media absolutely matter. And there are people watching there are people watching every move that you make, everything that you say. Do we do things for other people? No, we do it for ourselves. But at the same time, I believe that we each have the responsibility to do our part to build a better world by being deliberate and intentional and thoughtful and encouraging and positive and uplifting. And I think you're getting the idea. This is our responsibility. And so I say this because even as grown women, I think that sometimes um, it's pretty easy to slip down the slippery slope of negativity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I think of sharing goodness, I think the opposite of that is sharing negativity and getting caught up in, you know, the drama of the latest world problems that are happening, for example, or whatever. Like, I don't, I don't want to get too specific because I don't care what people decide to use their social media platforms for. I just want to remind each of us that as we do that with a positive attitude and with encouragement and love and, um, and deliberateness in the messages that we're sharing, I believe that it absolutely makes a difference and it encourages and models for other people, kids or not, that yeah. that's how we behave online. We, we can uplift each other. We have these opportunities. So when you think about like, let's just say you have, um, a personal account on social media. That's really not even a public thing. It's not about promoting a product or growing a business or anything like that, whether it is or not sharing the things that you care about is part of what I think is sharing goodness. And so if you care about your family, your hobbies, your faith, things that make you unique, anything of that nature, just being yourself, you are innately good. Share the good parts of your life that are part of what makes you you. And in that same vein, it's really important to be real. Now we all know that part of the danger of social media is the air quotes here, the fakeness that we see, right? People who paint this pretty perfect picture of life that just, you're like, seriously, that's not real. Like, that's just not real. Let's first of all, stop thinking if we think of other people, if they're real or not, that's the first step. But also I would say that it's really, um, meaningful to share, for example, when we're having a hard time. Now, what do I mean by that? We share that we're having a hard time maybe with something, but instead of just saying, man, life sucks and everything sucks and this is hard. And, um, and also airing our dirty laundry and talking about all the things that are going on that are bad. How about we can be honest and we can share when we're having a hard time, but also speaking of sharing goodness, share how we're getting through the hard times based on what you know to be true. So what I mean is like, let's say you're going through something tough, but you also, have been through other things that have taught you how to navigate your way through that difficult situation. Share that because when you do, you're not only uplifting those around you and being a positive influence and sharing goodness, but it is proven. It is scientifically and psychologically proven that when you document, we talk about this all the time, which in some way, social media is of course a form of documenting that when you share about that, then it's going to reinforce your belief about that. You are going to share that and find evidence in what you're saying. And so if I say, man, I'm going through this hard thing, but I am, um, you know, I'm really, 
focusing on how blessed I am and these are the blessings I see in my life because that will help me get out of my funk. Well, now I'm not only inspiring someone else to consider doing the same thing, but I am reminding myself, you know Mm -hmm. what? That actually works in my life. When I count my blessings and I really focus on what is good in my life, then I am, I am holding on to that. Like, I love that you said it's documenting because truly, um, Instagram and how I use my Instagram account truly is like, a, it's one of the tools I use to document my life yes. and I do very lengthy posts. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. They're so good. But, um, totally but really I will be, um, printing those out and sharing them and, and I want my kids to read those things, you know, later on in their life. So I love that you said it's about documenting and if you're interested at all about, learning more about documenting and why we're obsessed. We do have an episode. Um, I believe it's episode 32. Why documenting or 33. Yeah, I think it's 33. Yeah. Um, why doc, why documenting matters. And so check that out if you're interested in all this documenting goodness at all. And I'm looking really quick. I have to confirm because that will bother me. I believe it is. It is 33. 33. Episode 33. Mm -hmm. Why documenting matters. It is, um, one of the best conversations I feel like you and I have ever had, and it happened to be for the podcast. So it's recorded and mm-hmm. it's really, really powerful. Good stuff. It is a good one. All right. What's the next one back? All right. So moving on to M, manage your time. So if you go out to the movies or the mall or really anywhere and you look around, mm-hmm. you see a lot of faces buried in devices, right? We have this kind of thing happening in our culture right now where these devices, I think, have almost become like little security blankets for us and prevent us from making real connections with people. So everything Becky said, sharing openly on social media, if that's what you feel like you want to do, having a voice, um, making it your voice, be vulnerable, make sure that it's content that's blessing people. Social media can totally be good. It's super fun. It's enriching. I have made some great relationships with women um, through social media, but it is very easy to become obsessed, to get lost in comparison, and then it gets in the way of the things in your life that really, really matter. Social media is one tool in the tool belt of your life, and you need to remember that there are good, there are better, and there are best ways to spend your time. Um, One of the things that has been super helpful for me, and interestingly enough, I was actually DMing with a girl this morning about this very thing that she is struggling with is um really quick dming for those of you who are less familiar is direct messaging i just think it's like texting through social media essentially um and this is actually a lesson i learned from mike lemieux and if you're not familiar with mike lemieux he is kind of a social media guru guru Mm -hmm. that becky and i both love and have worked with Mm -hmm. and this is something he taught me in our very very first kind of lesson together and it's bulking your time on instagram what that means is that um, because i use social media to share and as a journal and as a business tool it would be very easy to justify spending 24 hours a day on instagram Totally. Because people are constantly reaching out, which I totally love, Mm -hmm. but I cannot get sucked into that um, because I have kids and I want to be present in my life. And so something Mike taught me is to bulk my time, which means I get up in the morning, make my kids breakfast, go, go do my normal things. I don't get on my phone first thing in the morning. I exactly. Everyone needs to hear that because that's not a rule that everyone has to live by. But if you are in the habit of looking at your phone first thing in the morning, you should at least experiment with not See, see what it changes. It, yeah, see how it can change your life. Yes. Yeah. So I get up, I cook my kids breakfast, I do the whole mom thing and get them off to school. Once they're off to school, I have an intentional time when I go on Instagram and I'm going on for a purpose. I'm going to respond to messages. I'm going to comment. I'm going to read the content of people that uplift me mm-hmm. and I'm going to spend a fixed amount of time on it and then I put my phone down and I do not check it again um, until after I have eaten lunch and I don't like scroll and eat lunch. Like I eat lunch and then I do another bit of time on there to take care of whatever I need to take care of. And then when that time's over, I don't pick it up again. Um, and I do it right before bed because that's what works for my husband and I, he also has to be checking emails. So that's a time we've, um, kind of agreed upon like, Hey, let's take the time to check your messages. I will check my emails and we kind of do it at the same time. And, and then it goes away. But having this intentional time keeps me from like constantly all day feeling like I have to check in. I love that. And I also love that you and Taylor and David and I have had a similar conversation that you're on the same page. If you're in a married relationship, you need to make sure that you're both in that same place of 
agreement on like what that looks like in your marriage culture because if you're not and you are the one who's just like I'm gonna get on social media before bed and your spouse is the one going um kind of wanted to like hang out watch a show together or yeah catch up in other ways (laughs) other ways (laughs) I just think it's really important to you know just have the dialogue like actually the conversation not just assuming that he'll get it he'll know he'll understand understand that I need to get on social media because make up your excuses like no actually let, let's not make assumptions right like have the conversation and get on the same page together so I love that example that you shared I think that's really well important. and another conversation that was really helpful was when I started becoming more active on social media and feeling like I could be spreading some light there mm-hmm. I had the conversation with my kids so mm-hmm. my kids know that um say that that lunchtime one one runs a little bit later they know that I go on for a purpose and then I get off so there, I needed to have that conversation because I did want them, you know, I don't ever want my kids to see me defaulting. And that's what we call yes. it in our house is default mode. I don't ever want the default mode to be like, oh, I'm sitting here doing nothing. So let me check this. Totally. And that's, again, a modeling thing for our kids because default's a great word, Becky. I hadn't thought of it as default. For me, I think of it as like um, a numbing thing that a lot of people use, adults and children. We use a lot of food right? Social media, TV, TV, games, whatever it is mm -hmm. to check out. Mm -hmm. And, um, and some of those things are okay. It's okay to have times where you check out, but the default mode of checkout is not good. So don't be using your social media or any really technology as a security blanket. And I love the analogy. I'm going to tell you a little story. Um, okay. So freight, boats. Yes. Is that what they're called? Freight yeah, boats? I think so. Freighters. Freight. Those big, the boats, that the freight. big boats, <laughs> the big boats that have like the freight on them. Um, you know, they go across the ocean and time is super of the essence when you're shipping things, you need things on time and time is money kind of thing. And, um, these boats though, when they're crossing the ocean, um, there is a, there's a part of the country in the Northwest where the Columbia river is there. And the Columbia River is fresh water. And these ocean liners, you know, ha- have to be to and from and getting there as quickly as possible. These ocean liners take the time to go up the Columbia Rivers, a hundred river, river, not rivers, go up the Columbia River a hundred miles mm-hmm. to sit with their freight boats. That is not the right word, but we're going to keep well, going with it. Boats. The boats, yeah. they sit there. For like this amount of time in Portland, Oregon, why do they do this? Because as they're going throughout the saltwater and gallivanting all around the ocean, they get barnacles and like muscles that attach to the hull of their boat. And if they don't take care of it, it can build up. And these are like several thousand pounds. And you don't even realize it's happening because it's just like one little barnacle at a time. Mm -hmm. And they go up the river because if if they spend enough time in that fresh water, the barnacles and everything release. And it's much easier than having to go back, take the boat out of the water, chisel it all off. That's a huge process. So they take the time to take that 100-mile trip to sit there to be in fresh water. What does this relate to social media? So we have found social media breaks to be an especially effective tool. That might mean using your phone three times a day. That might mean taking a month completely off social media. But the importance of spending time in fresh water, um, I think particularly when we're talking about our kids and teaching them how to use it, this concept of fresh water is so important because like these ships, no one notices when little barnacles are attaching. But you can find yourself super heavy and ineffective and in over your head. So be thinking about fresh water in the ways that you are using fresh water in your life. Make the time to spend time in fresh water. And I'll interject just really quickly on a more uh, personal level that this happened to me recently where I felt like the, the barnacles really were, they, they loaded up, they piled high. And I was pretty consumed with you know, just everything to do with social media and work and making sure that everything was all good and just really spent a lot of my energy and time with it to the point, which by the way, I mean, it's a part of my business. So it's all, it's all good. I share light on social media like you do. We use it for good purposes, but the barnacles had piled on. They just latched on and everything was weighing me down. And so David and I had noticed that this was 
just kind of becoming heavy. And both of us decided together that taking a break from that would be the, a really healthy thing. And because I run a business through my social media, I chatted with you, Becky, and with um, the team, and we all kind of counseled, not kind of, we counseled together about it, and it was strikingly unanimous, you remember, <laughs> yes. um, that it would be the very best thing for me to just literally step away from the social media um, arena for just a little bit, just to kind of, to sit in the fresh water. That's exactly what it was. That's why I love that story that you shared, because that is what it was. And I'm here to tell you on the other side of that, and there's so much more about that, I, I will share at later times, but spending a couple of weeks off of social media was not just sitting in fresh water, but for me, it was a breath of fresh air, not because social media is a bad place, not because social media is a bad thing, but because sometimes we just need to sit in the fresh water. We need to like let those things loosen up and fall off of the bottom of our ship and then we're good to go. We're back in the ocean and I'm back in the ocean and I love it and it's beautiful. And so I just... I love that story. Thank you for bringing that story to to the front line of this, you know, conversation that we're having because everyone needs to feel that for themselves. Because when you're in fresh water and now that your barnacles are gone, how much more effective can you be in all areas of your life, right? All areas. So much more effective. Yes. Spend time in fresh water. Okay, moving on to the A. A. Okay, A stands for avoid negativity. So, here's the thing that I think we should really emphasize here. You're not going to just purposely, you and I are not going to go out and purposely um, post negative stuff, right? And we talked about sharing goodness, and I believe that we all are doing our best at that anyway. What we're talking about here is the fact that you are what you scroll. Like, I really want you to think about this. And Becky, you're, you're pretty new to social media, like relatively within the last year, less than a year, you've gone from like zero to a hundred in social media, meaning like it existed in your life and it was a thing and whatever, but you have taken it to a whole other level in your life because it, you have realized that the power in this tool in your life, professionally, personally, all of it, right? Relationships, mm -hmm. all of it. And so you probably quickly found, and I know, um, from the outside looking in, I've watched you be so intentional about who you follow. Why? Why did that matter to you? Because just like in life, if you came to my house and were like, let me tell you how awesome I am and how great my life is. Also, you're fat and stupid and ugly. <laughs> Would I ever want to talk to you or invite you into my life? I mean, if no. I treats, maybe. Well, that's true. But <laughs> there's something about social media because there is like, especially if you're engaging with people you don't know, like face to face, there is a certain amount of anonymity. Mm. And I think sometimes we allow people in that we would never allow into our lives, Very like real life. And... um I've realized that I can create my own space. I Absolutely. create what I put out there, but I also control what I consume. A hundred percent. And so I make very darn sure that I am not inviting extra negativity into my life. So right. if I know you, if I don't know you, if your content doesn't uplift me and it is not a source of goodness in my life, I'm going to unfollow you. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. there's also an option because to be honest with you, it doesn't matter if it's your best friend or your family or whoever it is. There is an option on, um, on Instagram, at least you can mute their content. So if you're feeling like the unfollow would be like a really aggressive thing to do with like, you know, your mom or something, if she's putting out really negative, um, content, you can mute someone's stories and their content. So you're still friends with them, but you don't see any of their content. And I've also done that, um, because I don't want to be on there consuming anything but goodness. Right. I Absolutely. don't have room in my life for that. No, and it's a choice. And that's the point here is that to emphasize what you just said, Becky, it really is a choice. We have complete and total ownership over who we invite and which companies and brands and people and family members that we invite to show up in our feed. So I would say that one of the most important questions you could ask yourself before you follow someone, or even if you've been following them for months or years, and you're trying to determine whether or not you should continue following them is ask yourself, how does their feed make me feel? And what I mean by that is if you, if you, uh, scroll through an account, again, personal business brand, it doesn't matter who it is or what it is, but if you have feelings that come up that are in any way negative, for example, you feel less than you feel like you are, um, 
you're not successful in your life. You feel insecure. You feel like you're not pretty enough. You're not smart enough. You're not thin enough. Or if, if you, the content's not appropriate. Or that. If it's above what you are comfortable with as far as appropriateness yes. or topics or... Any of I, I've unfollowed people because although I love politics and really enjoy engaging in that intellectual conversation, mm-hmm. I don't want to be doing that online. Mm-hmm. And so if you have really aggressive and polarizing views on something that you're going to be making known all the time, probably not something that I'm going to find value in. Right, exactly. So just be really intentional. And even if you can't put your finger on it, let's just go there for a moment. If you can't quite identify what it is about that account that makes you feel uncomfortable or frustrated or just less than or anything, just... When in doubt, kick them out. I just made that that up. Thank you. (laughs) Don't be afraid to unfollow. And I actually am going to share this story with you. And... um. While we were writing content, because this is actually something Becky and I speak a lot about, um, I, I always hesitate to like tell this story, um, but it really, it. because it's a good story and <laughs> I want, is. you know, it's kind of revealing, but I just want you to know. So um, we have teenagers who have been asking for social media. Um, and so in that kind of discussion, my husband and I were having about whether or not this was something we were going to allow our children to do, which I won't even tell you if our kids have it, because I want you to make your own decisions because for it yourself. Matter. It does not the matter decisions what we've the made Beckys for have their exactly. kids doing or not doing. For yep. me and my kids is different than what's right for you and your kids. So you make the decision for yourself. But part of this kind of um, research, because I firmly, so firmly believe, and I'm going to if you have children that are on social media... You need to be on social media. This, If this is something you've decided for your family, is something you're going to engage on in, you have to be part of it. You have to meet them where they're at, and you can't just let them have it without you having it. Be friends with them. Know what their friends are posting. Know what they're posting. You have got to be engaged in this. Um, and so we were talking about it, and I wanted to know how easy it was to access pornography on Instagram mm-hmm. because I know there's like filters and, you know, content can get kicked off for being um, racy or whatever. And so I logged onto my Instagram account and I typed in pornography and I and clicked search. Mm-hmm. Shocking what? Within what, five yeah. seconds. Yeah. No, it was like the most graphic pornography Mm -hmm. ever. Mm -hmm. And so I typed in like normal words, slang words. We just wanted to see what was out there. Mm -hmm. And it was so shocking to us. Um, It's out there. It's part of it. And that has to be part of your conversation. But it is very easy to get. And it is very easy to access. Um, What I was not expecting, though, was because we had searched, and I think we probably searched five to six terms just Mm -hmm. to see what was available. Um, Every single one of my friends who had friended me on social media, and this wasn't when I had a ton, ton of friends, but everyone that followed me on social media now was receiving suggestions for pornographic accounts because I had searched porn. So whatever... The people you are friends with on social media, whatever they are searching or engaging in is going to come back as suggestions of people you should follow on your account. So if your children are on social media and they are friends with someone who is searching for pornography, suggestions of pornography will be sent to you and your children and everybody else that is engaged with them online. And pornography is just an example. There are so many evil things. So many. We know this. Like, that's why we're not even talking about it because we all know this. It's, it's clear as day, but I, you know, just to give another example that I've heard of that it's going around and you probably have too, but ways to harm yourself, things Mm -hmm. like that. And you're like, are you kidding that this, like, this is out there? Well, no, we're not, we're not kidding. There's anorexia sites. There's like pro anorexia things. There's tons of things like this garbage. And again, this is not a scare tactic. We are not about fear around here. We, Mm -mm. we, uh, we totally see the dangers in social media. And that's why we love to talk about it because there are so many good ways to use it and you can totally get around and not be bombarded by any of that crap. I don't see crap in my social media because I am very, very choosy as are you, as we all should be to only follow accounts that uplift, that educate, that motivate me, that inspire me. And I don't follow accounts that, 
or people that are searching those things because if I were, then those suggestions would be coming up and they just don't. So the whole point here is, and in this particular section about avoiding negativity, you just have to be extra diligent and vigilant about the accounts that you're following and what you choose to take in. Um, now you've said something and I wrote this down cause it meant so much to me and it's really powerful. Um, do you want to read it or me? Cause I got the actual words here. You read it. Cause okay. it's awkward to quote myself. All right, listen, I'm going to quote the, the <laughs> infamous, no, that's the, the famous, yeah, the, <laughs> the, um, the person legendary. Okay. <laughs> Becky Proudfit said this and I wrote it down cause it meant so much. She says force cannot act upon itself. The very act of opposition implies that there is a force present to be acted upon. Find comfort and hope when you are feeling opposition that it is actually testifying to you of your strength. Why is this so important? I've been thinking a lot about this and we've talked about this in past podcast episodes, but in times in my life where I have felt a lot of negativity, like trying to bombard my life through social media, through relationships, through whatever, um, that has always happened at a time, um, right before something great was going to happen. And so I have really had to switch my thinking with opposition. And as I was thinking about it and always thinking about it, I thought, you know, what's funny about opposition is when we can feel like, you know, when you have those times, you can feel like evil and not good things pressing in on you. And it's almost like, like a palpable thing. You can feel it pressing in. And I thought, Pressing in implies that there's something to press upon because if I was just like nothing, if I was this weak, whatever, it would be running me over. So the fact that I'm feeling it press upon me implies that I am strong. It implies that I have force within. And so when you feel that like negativity pressing in the opposition. because some of it is not avoidable, mm-hmm. Do what you can to avoid it, obviously, but then recognize that it's testifying to you of your strength. Because if you weren't strong, it wouldn't be pressing on you. It would be running you over. Absolutely. And then one final note to kind of coincide with that about um, in terms of this section of avoiding negativity, we would encourage you to decide right now about what you want to avoid on social media. So just have that conversation with yourself. Just ponder about it for a minute. It doesn't take much thought to just decide right now, this is what I don't want. And if you make up your mind about that ahead of time, and if you have that conversation with your kids for themselves to make up their mind ahead of time, then you've already made that decision that if and when, I should say when, when you encounter those things, those negative things, fill in the blank, whatever that means for you, that you just will get out of it straight away. Like if you find, for example, um, that you're getting caught up in a gossipy cycle, right, on social media, or you kind of get caught up in something that really can be categorized as bullying, or if you get caught up in just ugly politics kind of stuff, just if that's important to you to avoid it, then decide that, make that decision ahead of time. And when you do encounter it, and if you do get sucked in a little bit, let's not shame ourselves. Let's just just change your mind. Just turn the corner and get out of it and move forward and don't get caught up in the shame cycle. So avoiding negativity is crucial and beautiful. You will hit bumps in the road with this because it is social media, um, but you have every bit of control and power to make this a positive thing in your life. You can totally create the space that you want. Absolutely. Okay, moving on. R stands for represent. So I think the tendency sometimes with social media, um, if we're not doing this this thinking before we engage, which is why I love you said that back, um, is there could be a tendency to represent your very best self, to represent yourself as something you're not, to feel pressure to like have a perfect life, have a perfect family, and that's what you put totally. out there. So we want you to think about what you are representing. because or what you want to represent. What you want to represent, yeah. exactly. It goes back to what you were saying about being intentional. No matter if you have one followers or 400 million thousand, that's not a real number. <laughs> what in the world? A bajillion. <laughs> How about that? You are representing yourself. You're yeah. representing your family, your school, your church, your country, your God, whatever, your children. Mm-hmm. You are representing um, all these different things. Whether or not you think people are watching, people are. What goes on social media, even if it's erased, is on social media forever. There will always be a print of what you put out there. 
So make sure that your social sharing is a complete representation of you. Absolutely. What, what do you want to have forever recorded about your life? Well, and that's the way that we should think about it too, is that it's a permanent record. And I'm not saying that it even is because, um, in terms of technology and how it's always changing, but I think that anything that we put out there, whether it's through, you know, any platform, but including social media, we have to, we have to deem that as a forever record of who we are, Mm -hmm. not just our life and our stories and our experiences, but our character and who we truly, truly are. And I think that I think that part of that, and to go along with that, it's very helpful to imagine that the things that we post and the things that we write and the things that we comment, let's not forget about that too, just the comments that we make on other people's posts, we need to imagine that we're saying that stuff out loud. Because when we do that, and if we really would say those things out loud to people in front of our face, we need to be able to take total ownership and mm-hmm. feeling really confident and good about what we're writing. And the reason I say that is because don't you find that sometimes it's too easy to hide behind our device? Mm-hmm. Isn't it too easy for some people to go down that slippery slope of saying things that are so unkind or are gossipy or negative when really... I don't believe that that's their true character. I don't want it to be. I don't want it to be mine. And so let's just be really mindful about um, what we're saying and be sure that we can absolutely stand behind it. Absolutely. And this goes to like sarcasm mm-hmm. because here's the thing. When, you, when you're writing something, people can't hear your tone, right? It's true. And so yeah. if you are commenting or writing something in sarcasm, Um, the people who know you closely and who know, understand what your voice sounds like may understand that it's sarcasm, but guess what? A lot of other people may not, and it can be incredibly misunderstood. Absolutely. I also would say too, that I post a lot. Mm -hmm. I post about the things that are important to me and I try to be very, very careful that I don't post just to post. Everything I post has a lot of thought and intentional. intentional intention behind it. It has just a lot of everything and I feel really directed to, to, um, to write certain things. That being said, I also think as part of like representing my true self, like you have seen on social media, I have totally posted pictures of like my dirty laundry pile. I've totally posted pictures of what is really going on, um, in my mind and in my life. Um, with, with the intention of making sure that I'm representing myself, I don't want anyone to look at my Instagram account and think, man, she has it all together and her kids are perfect. And, you know, she's so lucky she gets to go on these trips because behind all those pictures, there's a lot of work behind those trips. And there were years of schooling and, you know, working the 15 hour days. And there's a lot of stuff that goes behind that. Right. Right. And, and so to, to find that balance and sharing, I like that you brought that up because I, I don't think there's a rule as to, as in terms of like what we should all be sharing or what we shouldn't be sharing there. That's not the point here. But the fact is, is what you're saying. There's so much that you feel really, um, really directed to share. But part of that sharing is the balance of making sure that you're also representing kind of the other stuff in your life. That's really like real life and less more, less of like, you know, your heart and soul and what might be perceived as, this perfect life. Right. Cause right. my life is full of a lot of great things Yeah, and they're and it's not, okay it's, not it's not full of perfect children. Right. It's not full of just trips. I have amazing children who I love dearly. Your husband's kind of perfect. He is kind of perfect, <laughs> but none of us are perfect. And I love this phrase that Becky came up with. And it's, she says, there is a difference between sharing with intention and sharing for attention. Yeah. I love that being intentional, like you're like what you're talking about. And Becky, you've been so good about that. I feel like that's what I do as well. We both put a lot of intention behind what our sharing is, but there is that gray area and that fine line where we just need to be careful that we're not sharing things for attention. Because if that's the point of it, if you're trying to get attention, if you're trying to put that spotlight on yourself and you're just doing things for the double taps and the hearts and the comments, I think we've lost what our purposes in social media. And you may want to refer back to which one, the M, which is manage your time and think about taking a little social media break. Some, I think we all can go down this road to varying degrees where we're looking for the external validation Mm -hmm. of the likes and the whatever. And it's really good to take those periodic social media breaks to kind of like just break 
break the cycle. Absolutely. All of us, no matter how intentional we are being, those breaks are good. Yep. Sit in that fresh water. And I sure. love this next part. Sometimes the loudest message you say is the one you don't say at all. What do you mean by that? I know that there's all this buzz about algorithms. And if you're trying to grow a social media following, and yes, there is truth to like consistent posting with algorithm algorithms. Mm-hmm. But... What I want you to think about is avoiding being part of the noise. Mm -hmm. There is so much noise, so much distraction. Absolutely. That if you don't have anything to say, just don't say anything. Right. Like why chime in just to put more words out there? Is that what you're saying? Totally. That's what I'm saying. And while consistency in business on social media is important, Mm -hmm. it's more important to maintain your integrity. Mm -hmm. It's more important to um, be building a following that interacts with you in a way that brings light to your life Mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with not saying anything there are days or weeks I don't post at all because I just don't feel like I have anything that I want to share well and that's you know going back to what I shared about taking a couple weeks break which by the way was not my first break from social media I think it's important once in a while to sit in the fresh water Um, but this most recent one taking a couple weeks it wasn't even about um, that I didn't have anything to say, but it's, I really wanted to take a break from adding to the noise. I really did like what you're saying. It really felt so good to just step out of that altogether, just as a reset on social media. So just another reminder how beautiful that can be to take a break sometimes. Um, okay. The last letter in smart is T and that represents thinking before you post. Why do we think that's important? Because I think that sometimes I'm just speaking ourselves included. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about, right? (laughs) Sometimes we as humans perhaps might post something that is say emotionally charged, a knee jerk reaction, perhaps. Yeah, maybe just a little bit. Yes. And that's actually a a good point, not just in posting, but in commenting. Mm -hmm. And so if you find yourself like you are emotionally charged in any way, Don't worry about what that means to us specifically because it doesn't matter for you when you're feeling emotionally charged and you go to your social media and you just got to get this off your chest. Maybe perhaps it would be good to write it out, um, you know, draft it up or type it on your computer or send an email to yourself or whatever, but write it out and then step away. Step away for a minute, step away for 10 minutes, two hours, it doesn't matter. But once you come back and you read it again with a fresh perspective, that's sometimes the most important thing that you could do before you publish the thing that you would have said right in the heat of that moment. And even bouncing off your words off a friend um, or... Becky and I do this all the time oh, where I'm like, sometimes. I need you to read this post because you know what I am trying to say and yeah. I want to make sure that it is coming off correctly. She has done the same thing with me. Yeah, um, it's helpful. I think that's a really helpful tip actually, bouncing it off a friend because they will know what you mean Absolutely. and they will know if that post is actually <laughs> accomplishing that task. I agree with you. And another thing that I thought of with this is that, you know, in, in terms of writing something that you might be writing in the heat of the moment. But maybe you could pretend, it depends on the relationship you have with your parents or grandparents, but sometimes if I pretend like my grandma is who I don't, you know, I haven't had living grandparents for a long time, but if my grandma or some ancestor is sitting beside me reading that with me, would I feel like I am honoring my heritage? Would I feel like I'm honoring my own legacy? Would I feel like that perspective of, you know, if they're sitting here with me, would they be proud of what I'm writing or would I maybe go... Or maybe think about (laughs) your grandkids. Think about your future grandkids or great grandkids reading what you're writing today. Would that give them a clear and accurate picture of who you were and the best parts of yourself? And I don't mean best parts like the best visual parts. I mean the best parts of your soul that you want to be nourishing and cultivating. Absolutely. Would you want to be sharing that stuff? That's so important. It's also important just, you know, this is kind of life 101, but let's just be considerate. Being considerate online is something that gets overlooked. I wish it didn't, but it just does. It happens. But being considerate in what you share, meaning like if you're sharing something that you know is going to hurt someone's feelings because they were left out of that thing, you think this just happens with teenagers, but we're talking to adults here. Yeah. And we're talking as adults here and it happens at all ages. So just be considerate about what you're sharing and also how you're commenting in the comments that you are leaving? Are you building up other people? Are you speaking your truth and your mind, but doing so with respect and with love? Are you coming from that place of honest, um, 
respect and love for other human beings or are you just in kind of bashing mode like what's that going to serve? are you adding to the conversation or are you just talking to talk right right absolutely and I think that when you talk about I love that you brought this up about posting activities with friends because mm-hmm. there kind of is two sides to this coin number one um yes we should not be posting things that you know, isn't, is something that only a few people were invited to. And it's not something you would be like sharing in a big group in person, right? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't want to be like, Hey, we all did this. And guess what? You weren't there. You weren't invited. Right. We would never do that. Right. right. But then also too, when you're looking at people's feeds all the time, I come across things like that. I wasn't invited to or friends hanging out and sure. we have a choice mm-hmm. at that time to be offended by it, to, um, or, or to be happy for the people that were there and take it as like, Oh, I really would love to do that in the future with them. Let that be known. I just want to point out that we have control, um, ourselves, our kids, whatever, because I know, especially with kids as they are being trained in social media and as they're engaging, there's probably a lot more missteps that happen because they're kids and they're learning. And so while you are coming in contact with things like that, make the decision to not be offended, to not be left out. Like just make the decision to give people the benefit of the doubt, the same way that you would want them to give you the benefit of the doubt. And you do have that choice. That's Absolutely. What, I love. what you're saying is the reminder that we talk about quite often here and between, you know, and all of the conversations that we have personally, which is we do get to choose the thoughts we have. We do own that. We completely get to determine the thoughts that we have, which affects the way that we feel. And so maybe what I want to do here is lead into some tips for not comparing, because that goes along with what you're saying is seeing something and feeling left out or feeling, you know, whatever. Let's just talk about a few actionable and tangible things that you can do so that you don't fall down that trap. So number one, if you do have negative thoughts, including being judgmental or feeling left out or anything like that, if you feel like you can't do what Becky's talking about, which is choose to be happy for them, choose to not take offense, choose to not feel left out, then I would ask you to consider just unfollowing. Like it's not unfollowing or muting, thing, muting their content. Muting yes. Mm-hmm. Muting the content. Because if it's going to be something that comes up all the time over and over on repeat, then why do you continue consuming that content? Even if it's just even if it's family or friends, like it doesn't have to be a mean thing. Just be aware of how you're feeling when you see those posts, right? The other thing is, is to be aware of how you feel when you're scrolling. To understand your triggers is huge. So if you're scrolling, um, for example, and you are following home decorating sites or home decorating accounts, and every time you see the, those gorgeous pictures of those beautiful homes, if that's triggering feelings of um, jealousy or regret. Like I hate my house. Why is my life this way? Really? You're so blessed that you live in a home or an apartment or a condo or whatever. Then again, recognize the trigger, unfollow the accounts or just manage your feelings differently, right? It's all doable. Um, Becky, you alluded to this earlier, but this is another tip for not comparing is let's just not assume the worst in people. And the reason I say that is because there's this notion with social media that everything's fake, everything's edited, nothing is real. We're here to tell you as two individuals who use social media for light and good, we're sharing things that are very, very real, very real. And it doesn't have to look like dirty laundry and it doesn't have to look like perfect family. It's just all the stuff in between, but none of it's fake. So mm-hmm. instead of making assumptions, well, they're just fake. They can't possibly that be that beautiful. Their family can't be that all together. Like, actually, it's okay if they are. It's okay, right? Um, another thing, and you mentioned this, but just as a reminder, being happy for other people's successes, I can't even tell you when you choose that thought and you choose that mindset, how liberating it is. When you see something that might give you the temp, might bring about the temptation to feel jealous catch it immediately, catch it, turn it around and and say out loud if you need to, I'm so happy for her. I'm so happy for them. How neat that they get to do that. Look at all the possibilities that are out there. I could have that one day if I wanted, or you know what, man, I'm so grateful for my life. Look at them with what they have and look at with what I have. And we're all so blessed. And that's the other thing is in terms of not comparing is to remember your blessings. They truly, truly are abundant. And if you are having a hard time recognizing that, again, sit in the fresh water, take a break from social media if you need to, but really 
you don't have to leave social media to remember that you're blessed. And if it takes maybe writing in a gratitude journal on a daily basis or something like that, this can actually help you decrease those feelings of comparison because you'll remember. And that's what writing and documenting and recording is all about. It helps you to remember how blessed you are. And then one last thought that I wanted to share on that. Um, I think that also liberating and freeing is the thought you do you and I'll do me. It always resets my judgmental tendencies because we all have them. It's really easy to scroll and feel judgmental. It doesn't have to be good or bad. It's just judgmental. We make assumptions about people, but really when I look at what other people are doing, instead of starting to feel, um, like I have an opinion about what anyone else is doing. I just honor that they're doing it the way they feel they should do it. And I'm going to do it the way I feel I should do it. And kumbaya. I mean, and nobody's right. There's not one way. Right. right? And so I love that you said that. So kind of to wrap this up, I want everyone who's listening to think about this question. When you think about your usage um, of social media, what fruit is it bearing in your life? What fruit are you bearing? And I'm going to tell you again, the solution is not to completely avoid social media because if you have kids at all, um, or really just in today's society, like this is a tool and this is something that I know my kids, um, it's just a big part of society now. It's mm-hmm. a big part of business. And so it's not it's not like the ostrich with their head in the sand and they think they're totally hidden. Like it doesn't work, I believe, to totally just avoid it. It doesn't go away just because you're not dealing with it, right? And so what fruit is social media bearing in your life? Consider why. Why are you on social media? What's the point? What's your purpose? Begin with the end in mind, our favorite quote mm-hmm. ever. You'll be more intentional with your time spent on social media. And by the way, it's totally okay. Just like for me, I never really super engaged in social media until this year mm-hmm. um, where I really felt directed to be sharing more of my life and my experiences on social media. So it is okay if your purpose evolves, if you used to be really involved and now are pulling back or vice versa. It's to- Evolution's great and it's okay. Let yourself evolve. Absolutely. And as Becky, you talked about considering your why, um, I want to just add to that and, and invite everyone to consider your legacy. Those are the two main things to consider. Consider your why, consider your legacy, because if all that your posterity knew about you was from what you posted on social media, wow. Right? Like, I think that changes the way we think about it. Um, around here, we talk a lot about and really believe that each of us has the power to live the story that you want to tell. So when you consider your legacy, consider the stories that you want to tell. And when it comes to social media, think about the story that you might tell your grandchildren or your great grandchildren about, um, your use of social media. This is part of your legacy, whether or not you think of it as that it just is. Every action that you take, everything that you do, every comment that you leave, every post that you post, these are all part of your legacy. And we really want you, and we remind ourselves of this all the time, that we all need to live the story that we want to tell. So as we close out on this, um, all of this topic about being smart with social media, as a reminder, we have notes on the blog at beckyhiggins.com so that you can refer back to this acronym, S-M-A-R-T, so that we aren't spending the time to recap everything. But really above everything else, if you felt something, and you probably did, you probably had one or two things or maybe more than that that really stood out to you as something that you can personally implement something that you can stop doing or start doing or a way that you can act differently on social media. That's kind of the now what I would say that's, that's where we want to take what we're feeling and put rubber to the road and really take action on that and not ignore those feelings that you're having. It is never a good thing when you have feelings to ignore them. Yeah. Don't, don't do that because sometimes then the nudge turns into a poke and the poke turns into a slap across the face. (laughs) 
with you really, really need it. So take that nudge. We're all doing this together. We are adjusting. We are learning. We are evolving. We are trying to do the best for ourselves and for our families so that social media can be a space that we create and one that we use to bring light and goodness to the world. And that's what it's all about. That is what it's all about. All right. Thanks for joining the conversation, you guys. We cannot wait to be with you again next week. Take care. That's what happened. Darn leaf. The trees went like about this and they are barking. And I wonder if you can even hear any of it. I'm going to go put them in the office. They seem to be very vigorously barking. They're not like Walter, like I said. Mm-hmm. Go <gasps> lock them away. I'm going to go lock them away. Okay. It's fine. Hold Don't. on. You said sun damaging, which it. it oh, skin yeah, damaging. Okay. Yeah. 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 That doesn't. Like sun almost, damaging? I can't damage the sun. No, That's please. illogical. Don't hurt the sun. I'm sick of you damaging the sun. Then we would all die. <laughs> And I would burn out. Mm -hmm. Okay.